Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bench Bros Sports Show, and we're here to break down the NBA playoffs and preview all the exciting action that's going to take place over the next couple of months to determine who's going to be the 2022 NBA champion. Now, the fin- finals are about two months away, but we still got 16 to 18 teams finally fighting it out to get into the playoffs. Um, and then we have matchups already we're going to discuss. We have MVPs, possibly players to watch, who's under most pressure, all that fanatic stuff that all you basketball holics out there are going to enjoy and love. And speaking of one team, that's not going to be in it. Thank goodness the Lakers aren't in it. Jordan, how's it going? How's everything going for you? It's been a while. Uh, things are going good. Uh, really happy that the Lakers season is over. Uh, it was obviously, as we saw, just a drama-filled mess from start to finish that even continued through the exit interviews. Westbrook uh, continued and uh, his path to derail them uh, even at the end of the year. So just a mess from top to bottom. Um, I'm glad that they didn't make it. I know that sounds like a really crappy sports thing to say, and I don't ever normally say it. However, not making the playoffs makes them go away quieter than like if they made it and lost to like the Clippers in the playing game, or if they made it to the eight seed and got trounced by Phoenix again, just because like two division rivals. So I'm happy that it ended earlier and now they can put the bulk of their resources into retooling for next year. The other man who's also very happy that the LA Lakers are not in it anymore and that his team is kind of in the mix to be one of those uh, NBA Finals uh, representatives, Brandon Farrell, 76ers fan. What's going on, Brandon? Well, it's good to be back on the pod. I was going to text you and uh, give you fair warning. I might be asleep by the time you call because my son has just been wearing me out, um, not getting any sleep. Oh uh, boy. Dead, dead tired at work. Yeah, he's keeping <laughs> he's keep he's he's keeping us up. But um uh yeah, I'm happy the Sixers are in it. Um they always kind of seem to get the shit under the stick every year because they never end up at like the one seed or the two seed. Um this year they're the four seed playing the Raptors again. Uh Raptors are definitely not a team I want to play in the first round, uh, because they are a pretty solid team, even though they don't have Obviously, Kawhi Leonard or Pascal Siakam anymore, but they're still a strong team. Um, and the Sixers, uh, they've been shaky this season. Uh, they've had their their highs and their lows. But uh, I do like the Embiid and Harden combo, um, even though Harden is really not a defensive guy. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a shooter, and that's what we need. Uh, so I like their chances against the, against the Raptors this season. Um, the rest of that conference i mean the heat surprised me by taking the number one seed and i can't believe that cleveland snuck in at the eight um but it's going to be tough for the sixers against the raptors that first round is going to be hard for them well i guess we'll just get right into uh the eastern conference then uh since brandon pretty much uh pretty much uh gave his first initial thoughts of the eastern conference oh my Um, bad my bad no you're good starting the west my bad no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. We'll go. We'll go east side. East side is the uh, so-called best side, even though the west coast is a little bit better than the east coast. But hey, I mean that's that's general opinion. But we'll go with the Eastern Conference with the Miami Heat being the number one overall seed, waiting to see who their opponent's going to be with this playing tournament. Um, Cleveland is, is the eight right now. They'll get home court in this play-in against either Charlotte or Atlanta, and right now the score is. Uh, 58-48 with one minute left in the second quarter. So we won't know the opponent there. But 
I think it's safe to assume we all think it's going to be Cleveland, right? Cleveland's been an absolute thrill ride this whole entire season with having so much low expectations, then pretty much being covering machines for like two months. They kind of went down on the downslope a little bit towards the end, but I mean, a very impressive squatting the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I don't know how they'll match up with like Atlanta or Charlotte, who just wants to be scoring, scoring, scoring. But it'll be interesting uh, matchup in the the play and to see who gets to face the Miami Heat. Now, do they, any of these teams beat the Miami Heat? I don't think so. But you know, I, the playing thing is whatever. I think it should just be eight nine versus each other, and then that's your playing tournament. Like the seven and eight nonsense that happened yesterday is like, eh. I get we get the Patrick Beverly taking his shirt off, throwing it into the crowd, and going crazy like he just won the championship or whatever. But I don't know. I just felt like it was a waste. Yeah, it seems like I mean, the, kind of the whole point of the play-in, I think, is to cover. It's it's more so they're playing the odds that like once every couple of years in either the East or the West that like one year the West had like nine and a half, like nine teams that won fifty games, and then another team that won like you know forty-seven, and it just you feel really left out. So they try to at least give those teams a chance. However, one thing that they're going to see is more often than not is your ten, definitely your ten seeds, and a lot of times your nine seeds are are going to be barely at 500 or under it and so it's going to look kind of bad but like say next year 10 teams in the east all win you know 47 48 plus games then it would be like oh okay now these guys are like really close and it's worth it so it's it's just like a a fail safe i guess on the nba it's still like 24 out of 30 teams technically i know i know that's uh, That's a a lot i have a lot of baseball friends that give me flack for that too for having all the the teams and the only thing i will say though is that you know, well, baseball's killing baseball. So just let exactly. that. Yeah, ba- ba- baseball is never to talk right now. But <laughs> the thing that like backs it up, even though more teams make it in basketball than you know any other major sport, is that you know the, because there's seven game series in each round, like the the better team generally wins. Like it's not like we have a fluke. You know, every once in a while, there's obviously an injury or just the team gets hot. It ha- occasionally yeah. it happens, but for the most part, like the better team always wins anyway. So in my mind, it's like, well, what does it matter? Like, yes, more teams make it, but the better teams are still advancing most of the time. So, you know, just enjoy it. <laughs> if the Knicks, if the Knicks don't make it, I hate it. If the, like, if the Knicks make it, then I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Like, I'll, uh, I'll pass. The poor Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new, right? We get that one magical season where the garden was going crazy for like a first round playoff series. I mean, whatever, you know, yeah, and then Trey Young happened, unfortunately. I don't get why all of New York hates Trey Young. I get it. Like, he was playing the villain of that series, but I'm just like, yeah, that's what, like, you're supposed to do in, like, a playoff series. You're supposed to be like that, like, oh, everyone hates me here or whatever. But then it just continued. I thought it was like, oh, this is, like, kind of cute, and then it'll stop. And then, like, you see at the Yankees games, like, people chanting, fuck Trey Young. I was like, what the hell is going on here? He's not playing, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just like you know how it is. Like it's just the the actions and acting, you know, playing the villain role in the garden. Yeah, it's, you know they're New Yorkers. They get defensive about their their territory. I I was crazy that I heard that. Um, it's crazy that I heard he had his own barber. I was like, that guy gets a haircut. Trey Young. I he mean, clearly doesn't. For the record, I mean, there's no way he has his own barber. There's no him. way you'd trim that. Yeah, I feel like if you give it a buzz all across, it won't grow back. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to trim. 
Yeah, it's he's he's definitely was not blessed with good hair genes. I mean, he's keeping the hairline nice and like crisp, but I I don't know. It just looks like a whole head of hair you see on a two or three year old, you know? Yeah, but. it's it's getting it's getting a little thin. So he'll be he'll be that dude, you know, come year if he's playing, you know, ten twelve years from now, he'll be the the balding, you know, point guard. He'll look like I don't know. How Some does guy. Bosley not hit him up for like a sponsorship deal? That's a that's a hell of a way to get um, a bunch of sales to just have Trey Young do Bosley commercials. Well, the only the only problem is, and it's the same reason LeBron. You never see LeBron do it either, is because like these dudes have too much pride that if they were like associated with like a hair loss company, like LeBron clearly gets his stuff doctored and colored and changed. Like people make fun of him all the time when you see like his. It's just like a before and after of like a two week stretch, but those guys are too too prideful to uh, get caught, you know, admitting that they uh, use hair products. I guess I don't know. I just want I just want someone to be like the spokesperson of Bosley in the NBA, so that way NBA Twitter can just do its thing and just absolutely roast him the whole entire time. Like I, like that would be awesome. I think I'd be like, yeah, I'm the Bosley guy getting roasted all the time, and then you become a celebrity in your own, and like people start liking you that way. Hey, there's nothing. There's there's very few crowds harsher and more active than NBA Twitter. Let me tell you, things get things get wild. You could be in the UFC Twitter or barbecue Twitter. Those are more like chaotic places to go down. Those rabbit the, the, holes, the, like UFC Twitter, is psychos probably. That's the. Uh, that's. I mean, you're you're probably in there. I'm guessing, right? Are you in the UFC Twitter? Oh, some somewhat, but the barbecue Twitter, yeah, you don't you don't post anything in barbecue Twitter, otherwise. What is barbecue? You mean like man. regular, like barbecue? Like, like if you post, if you post, oh man, did an awesome job at the grill today. You will get scrutinized from every single angle <laughs> and every single piece of food that you post on there. I, I didn't like I every didn't square inch of your plate. Twitter, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Those barbecue guys don't play. They do not. <laughs> You'd be like, that's not how it's done in Carolina. That's not slow cooked all the way to eight hours. That's slow cooked all the way to seven hours. You're doing it wrong. Wes, have all you right. tried the have you tried baking Twitter? I mean, for like pies and cakes and stuff. Like, oh my god, could you imagine? They get I probably should give it a shot tomorrow. They'd yeah, I'll probably give it a shot that. tomorrow. Your crust is uneven. <laughs> Just how funny would that be? Just getting roasted by baking Twitter. You 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 post in baking Twitter that you like pies more than cakes. See what happens. You you probably have to delete your account at that point. Uh, probably a cake person from like Minnesota or somebody is probably gonna exile me and just try to cancel this whole entire podcast. Probably, buddy, but buddy, regardless. the cake boss will get you canceled. But <laughs> the cake boss, yeah, I end up on Cake Wars and be like, I don't even want to be here. Pie is so much better, and then I'll probably get thrown out or something. <laughs> but all right, we're back to talking NBA playoffs. Yeah, so um, yeah, Miami Heat are waiting. Uh, the two seed uh Boston Celtics. They will play the Brooklyn Nets. That should be an enticing uh, first-round matchup. That was uh, the first-round matchup last year, too, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yeah, it, it was, although I think it was kind of – I think it, well, I want it was reversed, but it yeah. was – Yeah, Boston wasn't healthy again either. I'm pretty sure Jalen Brown missed some of that series, and um, it was like it was a five-game series, so it was a – you know. I think it was a sweep, no? Uh, let me check. I can, yeah, because I, I'm trying to remember if Tatum had like one game that he like was just so good that he kept a minute. Uh, let's see, last year, yeah, it was just the Tatum show. 
Yeah, it was a four four one series win. Oh. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was three like three oh. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh no, it was two two oh and then yeah. They won Boston. game three because that's when Kyrie Irving was like, Oh yeah, Boston's racist or whatever. Yeah. That's Tatum why. had Tatum had fifty in game three. So he just single handedly yeah. kept them uh in it. But we'll talk about Boston and the uh, future and everything else too. So um the thir- third seed is the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs. They'll take on the Chicago Bulls, who've had a pretty impressive uh, season with DeMar DeRozan in his first stint in Chicago. They're back into the playoffs uh, for the first time in a pretty long time. Um, then the 4-5, Philadelphia 76ers, Toronto Raptors. That's another enticing series because the Raptors have been vastly improved on all facets. They look like a really great team. Um, Nurse has done a great job coaching that team. Paul Siakam, Fred Van Leet. Um, who's their rookie? The uh, Florida State. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Like they're doing, they're doing phenomenal stuff over in Toronto with all the loopholes that they had to do with the whole the COVID situations going on with Canada. They find themselves at the fifth seed, going up against the 76ers, who have James Harden and Joel Embiid, who's uh, MVP probably front runner or like in the running for it. I don't know what's uh-huh. going to happen with MVP. It's, it's interesting, but um. Brandon talked about the Eastern Conference a bit. I want to hear what you say about the uh, Eastern Conference when it comes to first round wise and your first initial thoughts of the Eastern Conference, Jordan. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, for the first time in a long time, I felt that the East was a little bit more competitive, uh, at least balance wise throughout. You know, I think the West ended up being pretty, you know, top heavy with like the Sun, like the Suns, Grizzlies, and Warriors all have the same or better record than the Miami Heat. So, like, the Heat would be a hypothetical four seed in the West. So like, the West is top heavy, but the East had, I think, a lot more quality teams um, night to night. And, yeah, I mean, based on the matchup, I think we're in store for some really good first-round series. I know I feel like we say that every year, and then, you know, things get in the way. But I really believe that. I think that, you know, just starting with even Philadelphia and Toronto, that's going to be like a six, seven game series. Toronto's so well coached. They have a lot of veterans and some good, good young guys. And the fact that Thibel isn't vaccinated, that's a huge part of the defense for Philly. You know, he's one of the best defenders in the league, not even just in. Oh yeah. I forgot. Um, about that. And then he can't play in any Toronto game. So that's a minimum of two games. He can't play, you know, and if it goes back there for, uh, a game six or whatnot, um, he'd be ineligible at least. Yeah. Cause he, you'd have to have a shot. He would have had to have a shot like a week ago. Um, so that series will be interesting. Um, you know, Milwaukee and Chicago, that's probably Milwaukee Chicago is probably the least interesting. Just, I just think Chicago has run out of gas and Milwaukee is going to, you know, Giannis is Giannis. He's going to turn it on. That's probably a five game series max. Vegas uh, agrees with you because the series betting on that Milwaukee's minus 1100 bulls are it, plus 700. Yeah, I mean, the most know, lopsided like, out of everybody. You know, yeah, DeRozan's cooled off a little bit over the last couple months, um, which is not surprising. And, you know, Lonzo's I, I, done, right? Lon, yeah, Lonzo's not coming back. He's just had too many issues with the knee. So, I mean, I, he's one of the better defensive point guards in the league. And they, they just don't have a lot of depth otherwise. It, it would take like DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine playing. Like, they would have to combine to score like. 80 points a night and just play the game of their lives every night. And that still might not be enough because Giannis can turn it on as we've seen, you know, getting back to the finals last year. I think Milwaukee's just too good as the defending champs. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Miami, if they play, you know, Cleveland um, or, or, you know, Charlotte or Atlanta, whoever you know comes out of these matchups here, I think that'll be, 
you know, it'll, it'll be a little tight. I think Miami's had a, you know, a little bit of an up and down year, at least at the last couple of weeks. But um, that Boston, Boston, uh, Brooklyn is going to be great. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those I say it's going to be six or seven games. And I think it will be. But I also really I really hope it is like I feel like anything short of six games, we're getting cheated, um, you know, just for the star power. I mean, Katie, what's Kyrie, the status of Robin Williams? He's out for this series. And he then... is. So he tore his meniscus on like March 27th. Yeah. They, like four weeks they, ago. They said four to six weeks. We're at like the almost three week mark. Like this week, I think would be week three. I think four weeks is like based on the series schedule. It'd be like game four or game five, depending on how many days of rest that they have in between the games. They're right around game, game five range is when he could potentially come back. But I mean, you know how it is playing sports, like a meniscus, especially it's really just how you like everybody's body heals differently, but especially with the meniscus, some guys miss the full six weeks. Some guys, the rehab and come back at four We're on our test 10 years ago, missed 10 days. Cause he's just a freak. And it wasn't maybe that bad of a thing. So it's really, I don't just, know who that guy is. I know meta world peace. I never heard. Yeah. Of which, test, which, so. which name is he at this point? <laughs> um, so yeah, but he would be really helpful to have. You know, he's been one of the better big men all year for them. Um, but you know, Tatum Ben Simmons would have sat out for two years with a meniscus tear. I mean, good Simmons, Lord. yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they, I, I don't think. I think Robert Williams has a much higher chance to play in in this series than Ben Simmons because the Celtics are kind of being quiet about it, which tells me that they're like starting to ramp him up and they don't want to give too much away. Whereas Brooklyn's doing the classic PR thing of like. Yeah, like we're super optimistic. Like he'll be able to play in the series, and he's he's playing, you know, three on three in practice. And you know, and then they tweet out like a a video of him shooting some jumpers, which we've seen every year since he was a rookie in Philly. So I just don't. I think they're just trying to be. Well, he's on the playoff posters here in New York in the subways. Oh boy, that's might have been a waste of space. It goes, it goes, KD, Kyrie, and then Ben Simmons like staring at something. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Ben was, Simmons yeah, I mean, is probably staring at the tape that he lost. He lost last year when he. I'm sorry to cut you st- off, Jordan. Staring, staring into regret, just like, oh shit, I'm back at the foul line. What do I do? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it's one of the. It's so tough to judge them because you know, Katie and Kyrie can obviously. I mean, they they win or lose this series, they could average a combined sixty or sixty five. Like they're they're just that good. But do you trust? You know, do you trust Seth Curry? He's kind of hurt right now. Do you trust Patty Mills? Do you trust Andre Drummond? Like all those guys on either end of the floor. I don't know if I fully trust them for a, a whole series. And, you know, Boston just seems a little bit more complete. I mean, Tatum and Brown are playing. Tatum and Brown could basically cancel out what Katie and Kyrie do. And they have Marcus Smart, who's, I think right now, some of the voting that's been leaked uh, for the awards is the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. So that's like, I mean, he's the guy you put on Kyrie. And then they just have a couple of other pieces out. Horford's rejuvenated. So I think that it's going to be – people are going to pick Brooklyn as the sexy upset pick, and they very well may do it. But I could also see Boston winning, you know, the series in six or seven just because they have a more complete team. But that'll be – that's going to be like – there's going to be a, you know, at least one or two overtime games, you know, a couple of game, you know, under a minute left, you know, game winner type of situations. It'll be It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, right now Vegas thinks it's the closest series out of the bunch. With uh, when it comes to series betting, Brooklyn Nets are plus one twenty, Boston Celtics are minus one forty two. So, 
Um, if you're looking at series betting wise, just who's going to win the series outright, maybe you just go with whoever is pretty much a pick them when you look at those kind of things. Cause like sometimes it could be minus 200 minus 300. That's pretty damn close. I know. Brandon, what do you think of this uh, Nets and Celtics series? Uh, I strongly dislike both teams. Um, that, that makes sense as a Sixers fan. Those, that's, yeah, that's part I, of the course. <laughs> strongly dislike both. Um, but I'd rather lean towards the Celtics just because I'm just, I don't know. I've never been big on the Nets ever since they started signing all these. And Kyrie, KD, uh, Ben Simmons now. I just, I mean, they're trying to build a super team, but it's like a, a budget super team, like with the bench that they have. Like, I mean, I, I feel like. Well, we're forgetting about Blake power. Griffin here. I mean, come on. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like Blake Griffin, <laughs> Andre Drummond, like these guys were, were good, but now they're not so good. And they, they're going to rely heavy on KD and, and Kyrie. Um, and was it Aldridge gonna... playing for a little bit this year too, even with the heart condition, or it was just uh, yeah. years together? Yeah, they, they, yeah, cut, I think they worked out like a buyout or something. I, I forget. Uh, he's he's just you know he's old. Like like yeah. saying, like, they have a lot of old guys that were good once, but just don't have it now. Drummond's hair. I look at just Drummond and just his hairstyle, and I'm like, dude, you cannot give that guy the basketball. I don't know what you know how like dreads you do cornrows to the back he does it to the side and I'm just like that that's just signals just like an air ball waiting to happen I don't know just my opinion. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Andre Drummond to do anything well in a playoff game like I mean he could get game. a block or two maybe great like, he's block la- yesterday was in- incredible I-, I don't even know what word to say because it was just like that crazy yeah but- uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Drummond is just he's kind of a scrub. I mean, yeah, he gets he's good at the counting stat stuff. Like he'll probably have you know, especially with Brooklyn not really having a lot of a. a, a oh, he's a rebound really guy. Him. Just yeah. the rebound guy. Yeah, he'll be the rebound guy. You know, especially if Robert Williams misses time, like Drummond going against like Al Horford, who's a lot older and stuff, and you know yeah. Grant Williams and those guys. Like he'll probably grab twelve boards a night. But by the middle of the series, Boston could just attack him so much that like. Brooklyn sits him and he doesn't play because he now, gets who's Boston's under. big man though. To like, uh, it's, it's, like it's, it's basically Williams like out. Al Horford, um, Williams. Yeah, like you know, like I said if Rob Williams comes back and then Grant, like Grant Williams can play like small ball, but he's only like six seven maybe. Yeah, he's so, he's like six eight tops. Yeah, so they don't and they don't have. I mean, I guess they have. They did get Daniel Tice back, and like he's at least good for like ten to twelve minutes a night. So like Boston by no means is going to take advantage of Drummond with their center spot. Um, but like, you know, if you're Boston, like you're just you're getting Drummond in every pick and roll with Tatum and Brown. Like you're just making him defend yeah. those guys until Steve Nash takes them out. Like that's just, and I'm sure that's what they're working on. I think Celtics won it in six. I, I, I truly think it'll be like back and forth or whatever, but the depth of Brooklyn, I just don't see it. And then like sometimes like Kyrie will be hero ball, even with Kevin Durant going off. Like Kevin Durant had a career high against the Hawks like two weeks ago. And Kyrie was still like trying to pull up his shots and try to get like uh, his rhythm going. But it's like, dude, just give KD the ball. Like it's right. just plain and simple. And they rely so much on those two guys to where Boston, they can pretty much have like anybody go off and they'd be totally fine with it. Tatum's obviously going to get his points. It's just a matter if he's going to put up 40 or 50. Um, but like Jalen Brown's good for a good 20. Marcus Smart, when he's feeling it, can go off. Al Horford is like a corner three menace that sometimes when he gets his shot going, he's pretty good. 
the Celt the Celtics are probably the most intriguing team in the East, in my opinion. I well, don't everyone that's there. You know, that's the thing is like it's like March Madness. You know, you want to be playing your best basketball going in. Well, Boston's done that. Boston's been playing the best basketball of any team in the league for two months. I mean, they've been on people were saying they were the best ba- uh, basketball team in the NBA for a while. Yeah, I mean, they were what twenty three and twenty four at one point or something like that, and they, you know, they ended up going yeah. like thirty two and nine the rest of the way or whatever the you know whatever the numbers end up being. Like they're they're playing so so well. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would and then Derek to- White too. Them acquiring Derek White is going to be like a sneaky playoff move for them too, because Derek White can like uh, be a be a little tiny guy that just runs around, gets a little layup, and then he has a, pr- a pretty good shot too. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be bench. fun. I I think I think Boston at seven would be what I picked. I think KD and Kyrie are good enough to at least take it seven. I think there's yeah. there's going to be a game like that. Tatum and Brown score, you know, they'll they'll score thirty apiece, but then KD just has like a forty five point game, and there's just not much you can do when he's hitting those shots. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna give them two games. You know, I'll give them two, but defensively they are atrocious. Yeah, well, look at their coach. Steve Nash was never one for defense either, so not surprised it didn't get passed down. But they just don't have the pieces Touché, either. Yeah. All, all jokes aside, they don't have, you know, like I said, they're going to run out. Their lineup most of the time is going to be Kyrie, Bruce Brown, KD, uh, Claxton or Drummond, and then, you know, Seth Curry can't really defend. Patty Mills can't guard anybody. Nobody on their bench. Like, it's it, they don't have a lot of options. Like, Boston – Boston can roll a defensive lineup of Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, and then they could kind of pick what other guy they want to plug in. And, like, you know, Smart could win defensive player of the year. Jalen Brown's an all-NBA defender. Tatum could be an all-NBA defender. Like, they can really make Brooklyn work more so than the other way around. Yeah, so I'm going I'm going uh, Celtics in six. I think the, pretty much the census here is uh, Celtics, too, all, all three of us. Yeah. Um, the poor Bulls, man. They had a great season, and then they're going to get swept in the first round by Milwaukee. I mean, absolutely shellacked. Um, what do we think about the defending champs' chances uh, going into the East? I know there's like a the Heat are interesting. The Celtics, we just talked about them. The Bulls, you know, the Bulls are whatever the Bulls are in the first round. Maybe they get a, a one game off of them in Chicago, like a game three or game four or something. Um, but then you also got the 76ers and then the feisty Raptors and then a few other teams in there as as the Nets. Maybe they pull off an upset in the Celtics. I mean, what's the path like looking for the Bucks to repeat as champs? How confident are we? Because right now Vegas thinks that they're the favorite of the East. Um, so is it going to be pretty much like another like year of Bucks dominance? I mean, there were it took them to get over the hump and uh, the um, the Nets semifinal series in order for them to get to the NBA finals. I don't think the Eastern conference finals was much of a challenge for them last year against the Hawks, but how are we feeling this year? Because the East kind of looks deeper for them to kind of just not have that same path as they did last year. What do we think of that? Go ahead, Brandon. Um, hold on. Jordan, take this real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah it is it, the, the east is definitely a little bit tougher um and you know i mean one you know we keep showing the katie highlight like if you had a smaller shoe maybe the nets won that series you know type of deal but milwaukee to their credit didn't just lose in the next round they didn't or they're losing the finals that they went and they won the whole thing and Giannis just took that leap and they were incredible um 
you know, the two teams that I like the most in the East are Milwaukee and Miami in that order. I think Miami hasn't really gotten a lot of respect all year and they just have, you know, they have seven, they have a good seven man lineup that they can play. Um, that they can rotate through, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam are great. So I think they're going to be, I think they've earned that one seed and should be taken seriously as a one seed. But at the same time, you know, the Bucks were only two games behind that, you know, that there was such a tight separation at the top and the Bucks did all this with, you know, Giannis Middleton and Drew Holiday. None of, none of their big three played more than 67 games this year. So they all missed at least 15 or more games. Uh, Brooke Lopez, mm-hmm played in i think 11 or 12 games because he missed most of the year with a neck thing uh yeah he came back and he looks pretty good yeah and then he's he's a he's a huge piece for them at least shooting you know giving a, them like a five out spacing lineup um and you know they they had some other trades throughout the year and, and acquisitions too so like they went through a lot over the course of the year and didn't always have their full complement of guys and if you're going to tell me that, like, if, if Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday would have all played 72, 73 games each, you know, six, seven more games, I think they're probably the one seed. I think they're probably, you know, they probably lost some games where those guys were out. Um, and I know that's the nature of basketball, of course. Like, there's a lot of guys missing games nowadays. But I just think that Milwaukee should be should be taken seriously. Because now that they've been there, now they have that confidence. They know they can win. Um, and they know they have won. And... I don't think they fear anybody. Giannis certainly doesn't fear anybody. I mean, that guy shows up. He, he's he's had magnificent games against the Bucks this year, against the Sixers, um, you know, against Phoenix, against Memphis in the West. Like he shows up regardless of who he's playing. So yeah, I I mean they have they played it right. They they sat their guys the last game of the year in order to make sure that they got the three seed and could face the Bulls. Um, you know, so that gamesmanship worked for them. So, yeah, they're going to play. You know, it, it sounds weird. Cause usually when we start, like, overhyping somebody's like, they're going to get swept. It's usually, like, bad karma the other way around. But, like, I just don't – I think the Bucks are immune to that. So, yeah, they're going to play four, maybe five games against the Bulls. They're going to get to rest. The Celtics – if the Celtics and Nets go seven games, the Bucks are going to get, like, three, four extra days of rest to prepare. Uh, Bucks and Celtics would be amazing to watch in the semis. Oh, a- man, absolutely. I would love that. And that, that would be, you know, I think <laughs> I think the smart move for the Bucks is, you know, playing, you know, finishing. They're going to be really driven to finish the Bulls off as quickly as possible because they know that whether it's the Celtics or the Nets, that could be another that could be a six, seven game series. And then mm-hmm. if they face Miami or even Philly, um, you know, whoever comes out of that hypothetical or Toronto, or whatever. But if, especially if it's Miami or Philly in the conference finals, um, that would also be a six. Like after the first round, it gets incredibly difficult no matter who they're playing uh, just because the East has shown, you know, to be so tough this year. So yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be, you know, the road to repeating is going to be really difficult, but if anybody could do it, like I I have faith that they could do it. I I could definitely see it um, happening because they, they have so many, you know, they just have a really good team right now and they're all, you know, all their guys are playing a pretty high level. I Milwaukee's stat is like uh, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday all playing together. They're like thirty and thirty and little. Like it's it's a lot to a little with their record. I remember covering a bunch of Bucks games. And that's that's the stat we usually used when they were all three on the court. But um, you know, they're, yeah. they're and they're good. I mean, they, they got all the mo- really good years. And the one thing that's uh, enticing too is that they got the monkey off their back. They're not having the pressure right. of like, oh, Giannis can't win one or anymore. They get all those guys already off championship winning um, teams. So like, they're like, oh, we could do this again. Who cares? You know, 
whatever. Well, and, the, and that, that, you, that's a that's a really good point because like I, that's how I used to feel. Not about Giannis. I knew Giannis was going to bring it. You know, his jumper wasn't even as good as it is now. But like I yeah. knew he was always going to try hard. But I have never trusted Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday in the playoffs. And last year they still had some ups ups and downs themselves. But they they showed up enough when it mattered, and they they got their ring, and now they know. I think you know it helps them mentally, um, you know, under the bright lights of the playoffs that they're going to be able to come in. I mean, they both had really really good seasons when the you know sometimes teams have that title hangover and they don't quite play their best yeah. or guys have down years, but that's not the case. Like Giannis, Middleton, Holiday all had you know a, at their career level or uh, above it in terms of their you know counting stats their percentages from different spots in the field so yeah they're they're i mean they're as good of a big three as, if you want to call them than that as we have in the league really yeah Brandon, what do you I'm think sorry about that i didn't mean to throw you out there like that um i'm doing <laughs> you're good. toddler hey you're, um, you're the you got you got the young child you're the one with way more responsibility than us all all i have is a laptop and all west has is a blueberry pie so you're good uh, blueberry pie is a lot of work. <laughs> um, it is a ton of work to like sit down after the third or fourth piece you're staring at. You're like, oh man, this is a battle. Uh, all right. So being a being a Sixers fan, obviously, um, I mean, you guys see the struggles that we go through. How close we get every year, and no matter who we sign, who we get, they always end up. It's like it's we're always missing that one piece. Um, you know, granted, we have James Harden now. And he's playing pretty well alongside with Embiid. Sixers are not a strong defensive team by any means. I mean, their best defender is Embiid. Embiid is the best player on that team, offensive and defensive. Uh, so with that Dibble's, being said, Dybul's pretty damn good though on defense. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, we don't. Have, it's not like they're not like the Celtics, where we're like you guys talked about earlier. They could pretty much take anybody in that lineup and throw them in, and and they're going to play great defense. Right. Sure. Um, so that's the thing. I mean, the Sixers have a strong offense. I mean, they're hard to stop on offense. They're going to put up points, but I mean, obviously, if they're going up against the Six or the uh, Celtics or the Bucks, it's 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 going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and that's what concerns me: the fact that their lack of defense. Um, so, again, I'm not going to get my hopes up. They're the four seed. Um, I've seen it happen year after year. Disappointed in the in the playoffs. So if I had to pick a team to come out of the out of the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm gonna just say the Bucks. I say the Bucks come out of the Eastern Conference Finals again, or come out of the Eastern Conference again, make it to the finals. Um, so I'm not gonna get my hopes up on Philly, but I, I I'd have to agree with you guys as far as the Bucks and the Celtics being the two favorites in that conference. Well, I, let's talk about your team, the 76ers, now with the tough. Matchup with the Raptors in the first round. I was leaning towards 76ers in six, just so that way I can hit the one and a half spread for the series betting for 76ers because it's plus 125. But everyone I talk to that's like 76ers fans, they're like, dude, we might lose in round one. I was like, this is the team that just went out and acquired James Harden. Everyone was saying, this is the missing piece. This is the missing piece. We got everything we need now. We got another shooter to go on with Joel Embiid. We got all these great guys and Maxi and Thibel. And then next thing you know, I'm hearing, oh yeah, we might get uh beaten round one. That, that's not what you go out and get James Harden for, but we've seen James Harden struggle in the uh, postseason at times too, along with Joel Embiid last year. But I think that's mostly was like 
everyone's like, oh, Ben Simmons is the problem. Well, you got Ben Simmons out. You brought in James Harden. You, you got to go at least to the Eastern Conference files, Finals in order to say that this season was somewhat of a success. I think you have to go Finals or bust, in my opinion. But uh, 76ers, man, I, I'm leaning towards them to beat the Raptors in round one because I think the Raptors are a scrappy, feisty team. I don't think they have the scores like Philadelphia does. But you're right. If you, go, if you look on past uh, the first round, they'll probably have to face a good Miami team who can defend really well, who can also score pretty well too. Kyle Lowry still shoots like I, he's not the same Kyle Lowry, but he shoots like pretty good threes. He's, he's good for five threes a night. Like he'll get his five and then it'll be like, all right, let's go defense wise. And then Jimmy Butler revenge factor against uh, doc rivers and uh, the 76ers there. I mean, maybe, and then box on the other side, it just seems like everything's going up against the 76ers where they thought they got the championship piece in James Harden. And now they're looking at it like, hey, maybe we're not going to even get past the second round again. Well, I don't know who's saying that they're going to lose in the first round because that's that's I mean, that's pretty poor. I mean, that's lack of confidence. I mean, are you really a Sixers fan if you think we're going to lose to the Raptors? In the that's first kind round? of the vibes I've been feeling. I mean, Jordan, Jordan and I can see speakly that like our Bloomsburg friends are very not confident right now in the 76ers. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know how long they've been Sixers fans for, but I've been a Sixers fan since probably since I started following basketball. when I Since he came Irish out of the womb. Fan. I guess, yeah. I mean, I was an Iverson fan, so that's why I'm a Philly fan. But every year we have our struggles, and every year people say we got the missing piece. We got the missing piece. We signed Tobias Harris. We thought he was the answer. We went out and got Jimmy Butler. You saw the lineup we were playing with two, three years ago when we had all those guys, and we still didn't make it. I mean, I don't know why people think James Harden is that one piece that we need. Yeah, he's a shooter, but he's not a defender. I mean, if we had another guy like Embiid that was a a shooter and a defender – Okay, maybe we have that missing piece, but there's teams like the Celtics, the Suns, um, the Heat. They have maybe one all-star, maybe maybe two all-stars on that team. And they're playing much better basketball than the Sixers are right now. So I don't know if it's a, if it's a culture thing. I don't know if it's a locker room, coaching. I don't know what's going on in Philly. But every year, it's all oh, we have that missing piece. It's, it's, that, that's not the answer. It's not the one missing piece. There, there's yeah. something more to it. So Doc Rivers has pressure on him too. They like get coach a team back to the finals again because it's been a while. Well, I mean, yeah, that pressure is always going to be on Doc Rivers. I mean, you were a winning coach, and now you're now you're kind of going through a rebuilding phase in Philly, and you just can't seem to figure it out with putting the right players in the right positions. Granted, Philly has a ton of talent on their team. Yeah, um, but they just they just can't seem to get it together, and obviously they're not playing their greatest ball right now. Uh, so it is concerning, um, but I don't think we're going to get knocked out in the first round. I think we'll make it past the Raptors. I think it'll be a battle. They'll probably it'll probably go five or six games. Um, I have confidence in them, but I'm not going to get overly confident. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a modest I'm a modest fan. Right, for sure. You're a realist. That's the best yeah. part of it about those yeah. fans. You can't you can't get your hopes up. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Sixers fan and I'm a Giants fan, so you obviously you cannot get your hopes up. Uh, yeah. Next, you know, Pat Sherman walks through those doors again. I mean, Jordan, what do you think here? <laughs> that's that's rude. Um, no, I, it's yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's I feel really bad for Embiid because he's playing his best basketball. I mean, he was he's been amazing all year. Um, I know, like the MVP debate is like the big thing, and honestly, like I won't go off on that. But you could 
you could pick Jokic or Embiid, and I really wouldn't have a problem with either. I think they're both incredibly deserving, but I feel yeah. bad that like they went all in on James Harden. You know, they went in on this James Harden trade, and they got Ben Simmons out of there. Which you know, whether it works out or not, at least you got Simmons out of there. Like you couldn't. At least they traded the asset that wasn't gonna be an asset for them anymore. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm a longtime James Harden hater. Uh, I just think that he doesn't perform in the playoffs, which is true, and I just don't like his style of play. And I just I feel I already feel bad because I know that he's going to probably cost them whatever series if they you know if they lose in the first round, second round, whatever. It, they're going to look, and he's probably not going to have the best numbers. Whereas Embiid is going to continue to dominate. Um, so I've already like preemptively feel bad for Joel Embiid. Um, but I, I think that they'll get out of the first round. Toronto's going to make them work. They're scrappy. They play really hard. For, you know, they play smart and they play really hard for Nick Nurse. Um, but they don't have like a legitimate star. They have a couple of like, you know, Siakam is like an all star and they have a couple of like really good young guys, but they don't have like a true star or superstar. And so whether it's, you know, six games, seven games, whatever, like generally in those types of series, if a one team has a, a legitimate superstar and the other team just has a bunch of scrappy guys, they put up a fight, but then the superstar ends up, you know, being the difference. So I think Embiid will be the difference against Toronto because they don't really have like a Toronto doesn't really have like a a true center that can really even bother him. Um, I mean, they're gonna probably put Siakam on him. Yeah, it'll be it'll be him. It'll be uh, uh, Chris Boucher, who's usually their starter, yeah. and then like Kim Birch. Like they're gonna be for the uh, record, Toronto's though. Toronto be in foul trouble all series. Those guys are gonna yeah. be averaging four and a half, five fouls a game because Embiid is just a bully down there. Yeah, um, Toronto is three of one against Philly this season, though, in the four games that they played against each other. Yeah, yeah, FYI, and like right? I said, it, it's really you know I I feel bad for Embiid for what James Harden might potentially not do in the playoffs, and I also feel for him that his you know the best defender alongside him in Thibault, you know, who's so good on the wing, is going to potentially miss. He's going to miss every game in Toronto that they have to play, whether it's two yeah. games, three games, um, and that could be the difference. That could end up being the difference in the series, and then it's really like a shame on him type of thing. You know, I get it. Like, I'm as sick of anyone of hearing about COVID and all the regulations and rules and all the other, you know, everybody's opinion on it. Like, I, I've reached my limit with I it. I thought we killed it, but it's okay. And, I, you know, and, I, and I, yeah, and really? I, annoying that it's annoying that Toronto is even doing that. But, like, they're their own country, whatever. They're going to do their thing. But, like, if you're Thibault, you've had, like Kyrie, you've had all year. We're not asking you to do a lot. And they're, most importantly... The rest of your team has done it. And as I'm sure all three of us have played team sports throughout our lives, I know I definitely know Wes has. So like you understand it, like playing team sport, like you're not just in it for yourself. You're in it for, you know, the betterment of the team and, and playing alongside your brothers. And if, you know, at the NBA level, at the professional level, if you're getting paid millions of dollars a year and all they ask you to do is take one or two simple shots, depending on what you got, and that's all you got to do, and then you're good. Like to me, I get it. Everyone has like their moral beliefs that they want to stand on, but it's really selfish. Um, and so, you know, I like Bible, but he's definitely dropped dropping a lot in my eyes for just being defiant and, and not helping his team. He is being a detriment detriment to his team um, for however many games he ends up missing uh, or costing Philly in this series. Um, so Sixers and six then after all that. right? Yeah, that was my long way of saying that. <laughs> Um, but they, they do have like Brandon said, like they, they could run into Miami, you know, in the second round and Miami, you know, is going to be amped up to play anybody, but especially Philly because of, like you said, the Jimmy Butler revenge thing. 
Um, they do have Bam at a bio who could, you know, I don't think it, I, I think it'd be really dumb to say anybody could stop Joel Embiid because I just think that's factually incorrect. You can't right now, but you, you know, Bam could make him work. Miami could make him work a little bit harder than he normally has to against a lot of other teams. Um, and, you know, Philly is not a great defensive team outside of Thibault and Embiid. So, you know, guys like Tyler Hero, you know, Jimmy himself and a couple others could have really good series. So I, I think the second round, they're going to be really tired after the Toronto series. And then they're going to go into the second round and have to play a team like Miami. That's going to, you know, work you even harder. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough for them to make it past the second round, but they're, um, you know, and beats, you know, they haven't beat what, whatever they do in the off season will be interesting. You know, whether they don't resign Harden, which I would recommend staying away from him, but if they no, they're do, going to, they, they gave up too much to get like, just let him walk, dude. No chance that he doesn't play for Philadelphia next year. Well, if they, I'll tell you this, if they don't make it, if they don't get out of the second round, unless gonna... he passes it and Trey Young's guarding it underneath the rim, that's the only <laughs> way he, he gets out of Philadelphia. Well, it'll They're be, be the it'll... most interesting fan base to see once they get eliminated, what their reactions are going to be. Well, and of course, like Daryl Morey is, you know, the Sixers GM. He was the Rockets GM, right? He's the guy who made the trade for Harden in Houston, so you know, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Like he'll he'll probably he loves Harden. Like that's his guy for better or for worse. So he's going to probably try and stick with them. But if they don't make it out of the second round or out of the first round, uh, they'll have a new coach next year because Doc's pretty much on the chopping block unless they they do something. Yeah, great. he'll be he'll be the guy that gets the guillotine after uh, they get. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as year. he should. Like Doc is not a good coach. He has one championship in two thousand eight with with a Celtics team that he didn't build that came together. You know through trades for Ray Allen and Garnett and Garnett and Pearson, those guys led that team. Like doc didn't really do a lot of work, you know? And yeah, I, I, the only thing he's done since is blow every lead possible. He's blown three, one leads. He's blown uh, three, a game three. seven of nuggets and Clippers was spectacular. Yeah. He's blown I that, love you know what I mean? That. He's blown oh, that man, one. He's blown. Fantastic. They had three, one against Houston in 2016. They had three, two against the Lakers in the finals of 2010. Like they've, He's just not a great coach, and the fact that he's a rumor to be a potential Lakers coach makes me sick. Um, oh no, no, no! He he needs to get hired by Los Angeles right now. Stop it. We we stop. need that. We need that right now. No, you don't. <laughs> I, we we you know, I'll stop <laughs> we don't need that. Um, but yeah, it'll, well, LeBron's about, going back to Cleveland anyway. Once Bronny gets in the league, so you're going to be fine. I know. I want him. I would like him to go this year if he could this summer. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it'll be interesting though. I I think. You know, I would say if I'm ranking like the top three teams that come out of the East, it'd be Milwaukee, Miami, and then Boston. Because if Boston gets Robert Williams back, if they get past Brooklyn and they get him back, I think they have a really solid seven or eight guys. That, that's all the playoffs is, is having, you know, a superstar or two, having your guys playing really good basketball and having like seven to eight guys that you know you can go to. If you don't have at least seven guys that you can go to, you know, the bench play gets so magnified for their mistakes in the playoffs. But, you know, Miami, Milwaukee, and, and Boston all have that seven to eight, you know, depth that they can go into. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think other than the Milwaukee series, I think we're going to have three really entertaining first-round Eastern Conference series. If I had to do a top three, I think I'd go Bucks, Celtics, then 76ers, because somehow I will get convinced that the 76ers will beat Miami in that uh, second round if they end up getting there. Somehow, someway, I'll get convinced that. Probably because <laughs> of just being around seven or Sixers fans all the damn time. Um, well, let's go over. T- absolutely, if they absolutely dominate Toronto, then I could see that. 
Yeah, momentum struggle, swinging over. Yeah. Yeah, if they struggle and they have to go five or six games, then I'm like, uh, okay, we. Well, I think this. they need to kill. They need to kill Toronto off the bat in those first two games. Kind of kill their confidence a bit, <laughs> so that way, game three or four without Thibel, they could be like, oh, well, we got a two-game series lead. Let's kind of like. Let's have one stellar performance in one of these games, then finish them off in game five at home. You know what I mean? I feel like that should be their uh, mentality heading into the first round. Uh, Hornets suck. I can't believe I bet on them. All right. <laughs> let's let's head over to the uh, Western Conference then, which is, you know, the Suns are the best team in the NBA. They absolutely uh, dominated the NBA regular season. Um they're the number one seed. They're waiting to see who their opponent's going to be, whether it's going to be the Spurs, the Pelicans. I saw Zion warming up in pregame. Is is that just like him just doing whatever, and then they're going to bench yeah, him? Or what's going on? He, he's not playing. It's yeah, it's the same as show me. What a, a story that would be if he just came back for the playoff run for the uh, play-in tournament, and then he just doesn't play in the first round. Oh, that would have been an incredible story. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know what's up to him, man. I'm, I'm a little disappointed because he was, you know, he's, he's the, he is the most electric college basketball player that I have ever seen in my lifetime. So I'm not talking yeah. about, you know, anybody. What about Jimmer? Jimmer was electric. Like Jimmer and Steph Curry were like electric for their shooting because it was like, oh my God, they can fall for 30 feet. But Zion was like, you don't know what he's going to do. He could steal a pass and do a 360. He could send the ball four rows into the stands. Like, Duke, I don't even like Duke. And Duke was must-see TV every single game that year. And I didn't even, I, he was the only guy I liked. I, I have never liked R.J. Barrett. I thought Cam Reddish was a scrub from the minute I saw him. But Zion made them must-see TV, and he was just so physically amazing, you know, that you just had to tune in. And then he's gotten to the NBA, and he's been very good in the games he's played. But he's put on weight and he's, you know, he hasn't been super communicative with um, a broken you know, foot is a broken foot in the NBA. It's hard to play basketball on a broken foot. I mean, yeah, it's uh, also, you know, but it's, it's easy. Yeah, you got to You got to tie him. Put on that boot there. Get out there. Eh? <laughs> well, and you got to You got to You know, he's got to shed some weight. He's got to get lighter. And I know it's all everybody said leading up to the draft. But like, it's true. Like you can't. It's so hard to carry around being six, seven and carrying around 260, 270, no matter if it's muscle or fat. That's just like an insane ask. And then not, a, you know, he's got he's got a lot of muscle that, that you don't always see, but he's definitely got some fat in there. And so the fact he hasn't really worked his way into shape when he's had the chances to, and he hasn't been like around the team. Like there's just been like all these rumors of like, he's kind of acting like Kawhi, like doing his own thing and not, you know, like he's got his camp with his family and stuff that just like, have been like, Oh, like we're not like super pleased with new Orleans. That's like, you know, I hate that stuff. I, you know, you're there, you sign a contract, you fulfill your obligation to play basketball for the team that drafts you, whether you like them or not. But he's just, you know, I, I hope he gets back and maybe five years down the line we'll forget this ever happened. But I, I don't know. He's definitely not playing. Like, I, you're not going to see him this year. There's no way. Yeah. Speaking about the Duke thing you brought up earlier, how I know this is NBA. We're not talking college basketball. How spectacular was it to see Duke fall to UNC in the Final Four and Coach K, like, his last coaching game get yeah, I mean, I, beat I, by I, his I rival? I respect Coach oh, K for fantastic. his accolades and for what he's done, but – I think, nah, he's a dick. You know, yeah, I think he. I think he's <laughs> definitely an asshole. And 
you know, I never thought that he he's produced a lot of guys. I, I judge college coaches differently than, than a lot of other people. And I, I admit that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I judge college coaches on how, you know, yes, if you can win, that's great. How much money are you but, paying these guys? But yeah, but like I judge them on like how much good NBA talent can you put out there? Because like you could put out NBA talent. A lot of schools do. But like, is it good NBA talent? Are you are you getting guys to the league? That's why I like. Even though I don't really like him either, like John Calipari, I think he does a tremendous job. I mean, think about how many, like, number one overall picks he's had that have actually been good. I mean, he's got, you know, everybody from Anthony Davis to Boogie Cousins before he got hurt um, and a lot of other dudes that have been just successful NBA players. But it feels like Duke is so hit and miss. Like, you know, you have, you know, look from from that class itself. Like, he had Zion, who, like, has star potential but can't stay healthy, so he's a question mark right now. R.J. Barrett is trending upwards, but started out really slow. And then Cam Reddish is an absolute bust. And I feel like that's so par for the course for Duke is, like, they have such a high boom-to-bust ratio that, like, I just don't trust it. Like, a guy comes out from Duke, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, uh, they, you know, you might get Jason Tatum, which is a rarity, but then for every Jason Tatum, you're getting a Pooh Jeter or um, Harry Giles or, you know, some of these other guys that, like— Or just, Daniel Jones's uh, brother, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, yeah, they just, Jones, just all, I think. there's just guys that come out and, and again, other schools struggle with that Coach as well. K's grandson. And then he's going to take the blame for drunk driving. Yeah. When Paolo <laughs> Bancaro was driving and he gets yeah. in the back seat. Where, where's Cam Reddish playing? What, he was saying? traded from the Hawks to the Knicks. To yours truly, the Knicks. But I like, was just thinking that, yeah, I was just, oh yeah, I was just thinking that he was on the Hawks, but I can't remember. I don't, I don't like I haven't heard his name since friggin' he's he not that good. He he was an athlete. You know, it's a typical streamline of like everybody's the best out of their high school. And then you go to college and you play at a big D1 program and you find out whether or not you can actually compete. And I didn't think he was that good at Duke. He was athletic, but he was like clearly the third wheel and definitely thrown off by playing with those guys. And then he got to the NBA and, you know, everybody's athletic in the NBA. Like being athletic isn't like a super special talent unless you're like ridiculous, like, you know, like Zion. But, Unless your jaw, jaw at Murray State yeah. was just like holy shit. What? Is yeah, like that. Was, you know, Jaw's here? a six-three guard that can jump <laughs> a lot of small forwards. But like, it just yeah, he just wasn't very like. I was one of those like I felt you know everybody makes their takes, but like I was like, there's no, I wouldn't take Cam Reddish. They could have made a rule and said, oh, the Lakers, you have the fourth or fifth pick, wherever Reddish was, and you get you get the jump. Oh no, that's such a Lakers pick. Stop it, Jordan. They were so going to pick Cam Reddish. I would have, I would have said, no, thank you. (laughs) I would have been like, (laughs) please. no. doesn't matter. Rob Palenka's like, hell yeah, let's get our guy. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) we'll we'll see, but the West will be, you know, the West is, you know, they had such an up and down year because like Steph was hurt and, you know, a a lot of teams were hurt. Like the Clippers haven't had their guys, you know, Jokic hasn't had his guys all year. You know, Job Moran missed like 22 games. Steph missed games. Luca missed games. So it was a really tough year. I think there's a lot of good talent in the West, but not all the records reflected. I mean, they still ended up getting seven teams with 46 or more wins. So it's it's still, you know, balances out at the end of the day. But there's, I don't know. I don't like as many. Like, I like watching a lot of the teams in the East this year. I didn't, I don't like, like, I don't want to watch Utah or, you know, the Clippers or Minnesota. Oh, let me watch Memphis, dude. Oh, Memphis. Me- is... Memphis is fun. I, I worry that they're, they're a, a year away. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to say that about a team that won 56 games and went 22 without John Morant. So, like, they proved they could win even without their best player. They need an but... off the ball score. 
Yeah, they're just a, they're just a, a they're, they're not quite there. They're at that point. Yeah. They're at that point where like no matter what they do this year, if they lose in the first round, if they lose in the conference finals or finals, whatever it is, like they're under, they're going to be under the microscope now because now they're now they've been building this and it's kind of it's been a fun ride for them, but now this summer like their GM has to make the correct moves to put them in title contention because the window can come and go before you even realize it. And so like if whatever their flaws are, they get exposed in the playoffs this year, they have to address those and they have to nail their draft. Mike Conley's good as a guard to go alongside Ja Morant, but I feel like they need another like big time guard to go with Ja as like an off ball shooter score or whatever. Yeah. And when I look at Memphis, like Jaw's great, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is really, he's not the offensive player that we thought he was going to be, but defensively he's really good. You know, Dylan Brooks and Bane and those guys. I don't Dylan really Brooks, like, I was about to say his name I, too. He's really yeah. good. I don't really like, I, I, I personally, it's the personality thing. I don't like Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain. They talk a little too much garbage for being guys that score 12 points a game, but that's nah, just me. Um, and, you know, Lakers you gotta, would you, die for 12 points a game right now. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm always of the opinion, like the best guys in the court can talk. That's just my, like, yeah. if you're not the best dude in the court, if you're not scoring 25 a game, I don't really want to hear you. But they are very, they are very valuable to Memphis and they do a really good job for them. But they are missing like another, like I can't always count on Dylan Brooks to get thirteen. A points Robin, you yeah, know, they, yeah, they need Robin John. He's like a second guy, like he, like a guy. He's, it, it's not possible because he's under contract for a couple of years. But like Demar Derozan would be like the perfect fit there because he could score twenty three, twenty five a game. Doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. Like would be helpful, or even like a like. I don't know if he'd be good enough, but like Buddy Heald would be like a you know a guy that's like you could run him off screens. He could score twenty a game. Like they're Possibly. missing. They're missing that kind of piece. However, they won 56 games, and you have to take them as serious threats because they, you know, they, they have the, the resume this year. But Phoenix is definitely the team that's like everybody's looking up at across the NBA. I mean, I, I, I don't like Phoenix being you know, a division rival, but um, you have to respect that they won 64. You know, they're, they're, they're on the revenge tour is what they are. They're, they're like the Lakers in 09 after they lost yeah. in 08. Like, I was about to ask that. Is it Phoenix or bust for... Uh... Yeah, it, it's conference. one of those like you know how like back in the day it was always like Tiger Woods or the field. Like I think right yeah. now Phoenix or the field. It you can't always make that you know claim at the start of the playoffs, but I, I yeah. think it's fair in this case because I mean Phoenix won they won eight eight more games than anybody in the Western Conference and eleven more games than anybody in the East. Like they are head and shoulders above. So I would say like if I was on Fanduel, like I would do like Phoenix or the field to win the title, and I would put Phoenix at like you know, minus like 130, you know, I'd put the field at like plus, you know, I don't know, one something, you know, I'd make it's it what tight. you do with like Alabama, Georgia versus the field. Like, in yeah, college exactly. Basically. You know, they have, they have Chris Paul, they have Booker, you know, Bridges might win defensive player of the year. Bridges never missed a game in his college or professional career, which is wild. You know, Aiden's been really good. They have a good bench, you know, good Monty Williams is a great coach for them. Cause he's always pretty calm and cool. The only, only concern is that Chris Paul teams, tend to crash and whether it's Chris Paul getting hurt, whether it's just a mental, I think it's at this point, it's a mental thing, you know, with Chris Paul because he's been there so many times and then something I mean, has look always at the gone teams wrong. He was on yeah. <laughs> there was so much like, Whoa, yeah, so what, what is going on here? Yeah. So that, that's my only, like it's in the, it's in the corner of my mind is like, yes, Phoenix is the favorite. And, and this, this might be very well the year that Chris Paul breaks through. And then we can all just forget about the, he doesn't have a ring argument, but like, it's just it's there, but otherwise, I mean, they they're gonna play. You know what? What are they playing? The Clippers. Either playing either the Clippers, the Pelicans, or the Spurs. 
I don't think any of those are. More Kawhi than- Leonard comes back and just shocks the world. Oh my god, how Kawhi crazy. Leonard is probably. I I, I love Kawhi. As a He's player. probably staring at a wall, honestly. Yeah, I just I, I, he's kind. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like Zion, but more upsetting. Like I'm so disappointed in how I thought when he went to the Spurs. You know, he was drafted by the Spurs and he became good for them. Like I was like, oh my god, he's like the cyborg. Like you know, incorruptible. Can't you can't do anything to mess with them. He's just gonna his hands are away. incredibly huge. Yeah, he could he could <laughs> squish you with his hands. Like and then he just I don't know. He's he's like a quiet diva. If that like if LeBron is the loud diva in the league. Kawhi's the quiet. Oh, Paul George is right next to him, though. Yeah, but he just like doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't talk to the team. He's got his own medical team, his own. I think it's fair to say Paul George is more of a diva than Kawhi. Paul George is just, I don't know. He literally signed a year's extension, like a super max with the Thunder. He's like, I'm not going anywhere through that party with Russ. And then next thing you know, next year, (laughs) he's like, yeah, I'm out here. Yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, I think you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential fun. There's a lot of definitely like a lot of individual matchups. I mean, you look at you know Nuggets Warriors are going to have Jokic and Steph. You know, Steph's supposed to be knock on wood back for game one. It's going to be close, but they're, they're optimistic. So you're going to have like Steph, and you know it's going to be cool like Steph Clay and Draymond playing in the playoffs together for the first time in two years. That'll be great. You know, Jokic is going to be great. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if Luka is going to play. Because he strained his calf in the last game of the year, playing in that for reasons I really don't know. Um, bonuses, dude. Come on. I, I, yeah. Well, if the bonus is worth not getting out of the first round again, I don't know. I, it's seems I'll like a silly bonus. move. You know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, you can get, you can pull, you can get a calf strain practice for all you know. But uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Utah without Luca. I mean, Luca's so special. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I would rank. I have I would say I would go Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis. I would I would instead of going one two three I'd go one three two for like who I think could come out because I right. I just I refuse to bet against the Warriors if they're all healthy and playing well. Mm-hmm. You know Steph is back and he's cooking like you expect. Clay's playing some really good basketball lately. Draymond is healthy and he's their defensive leader. And then if they just get like. You know, Jordan Poole and, and a couple other guys who just play, you know, if, if Wiggins can just do 15 points a game and play good enough defense, like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time betting against Steph, Clay, and Draymond because they, they have a resume that's pretty hard to beat. Brand, where are you going with the Suns or the field in the West? You know, you know what would be a really, really, really entertaining finals? And I'm not saying, I'm sure the chances of this are like, probably way at the bottom of the spectrum, but the Celtics and the Warriors, I think that would be such an entertaining finals because I feel like they're so closely matched as far as the players they have and, and how well they play. I think that would be a really entertaining finals, but I don't think either of those teams are coming out um, of their divisions. That's a good, that's good though. I agree. I mean, they, they are fun. They are, they have like dating back to like when the Warriors won 73 games, the war, the Celtics have always played them incredibly tough. So I think that would be a lot of fun too. For the record, I still take Phoenix. Like I was just hyping on Golden State. I would still predict Phoenix to come out just because they, they have everything going for them right now. But like if yeah. Chris Paul tweaks a hammy or Booker rolls an ankle, which can happen to any team, of course, but like if they show a crack and there was a team that was going to top them, I think it could be Golden State. Well, here's my upset pick for the first round of 
NBA playoffs. I think the Nuggets beat Golden State in six games. Oh, okay. So exactly the opposite. Yes. Because Nikola Jokic, I just can't get out of my head how great Nikola Jokic is. He is, I know he. no one really watches him because they're Dad in Denver, they're in the West, and Dad bought all the way. <laughs> and he just doesn't look like an NBA player. But, dude, when he plays, it's spectacular. It's spectacular watching that guy play. Like, could you imagine Luka and, jo- and Jokic on the same exact team? How deadly that would be. Like, they probably win the NBA finals. If they were both on the same exact team. But Jamal Murray is probably not coming back. I think Kyle, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is out as well. But there's yeah. something with that vibe because, like, Denver's made a run in the bubble. I get it. It's the Mickey Mouse championship. No one really counts it. Who cares? Yeah, you know, that, besides that, Jordan. That, that's a whole other podcast. Don't even start. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like they're just a really well-balanced coach team, like from across the board. And I get it. Jokic is the is the biggest piece. You take Jokic out of there, and they're probably gonna lose a bunch. But with Steph being questionable now, and just like we don't know his like health and availability. I will lean towards the Nuggets possibly pulling off the upset too. I I, I like that. And um, you look at the rest of the West. I like the Grizz, but we already talked about how I think they're a piece away. I do think they make the uh, conference finals though. I think the Nuggets without Jamal Murray and is going to be too much for Jokic to handle in the playoffs. The Suns though, in the Clippers, like the Clippers are always that feisty team. I know we didn't see it against the T-Wolves. But they're always that feisty team that they'll be down by like 25 or 30 in like the second quarter. But then somehow, some way they come back and they win by like two or three points. I've done many Clippers games where it's that exact way, like especially against like good teams like the uh, the Nuggets or whatever. They come back and you're like, how the hell did the Clippers come back out of all teams out of here? But, um, you know, the team that's got me like kind of like scratching my head is Utah, right? Because I feel like they're under, you know, what the Bucks were last year, right? The team that just can't get it done. The team that no one really believes in. The team that we saw have the best record last year, and then they lost to, um, who's that kid for, uh, oh, man, game six last year against the Clippers. Who was that kid that just went up? Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Mann just out of nowhere and just, like, sends uh, the Jazz packing home. And Donovan Mitchell's great. Rudy Gobert is great. And Jordan Clarkson is really good. I just feel like they're the team that like everyone's kind of sleeping on and that they're kind of like due for like a really good run into the postseason, whether it's the co- the conference finals or even getting to the NBA finals. So like them matching up against Phoenix. Now does the NBA reseed at all, or is it just straight bracket? No, no, they're, they're, they're straight. It's on hockey reseeds, right? Hockey reseeds. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. different because they go by divisions now. Right, hockey. whereas like the NBA effectively doesn't NFL play. reseeds. So like you know, yeah. Niners had to play against Green Bay no matter what. Right. Yeah. Well, no, the NBA doesn't reseed. So like, if Utah wins, if they beat Dallas without Luca, like they're gonna play. They they're gonna play Phoenix. Well, this, because in my bracket, I would have the Nuggets beaten the Warriors, and they would be the lowest seed advancing. So it's like right, right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm I I'm not a big fan of Utah as a as a city as a fan base as a team. They just nobody like they're like the ugly. They get a lot of slack. Utah's Utah's gorgeous though. Oh, I know visually like Salt Lake City, like the you know you could go do all the fancy rich white people stuff there. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, but like as a basketball, well, we weren't rich, but like you could just go to yeah. it. It's still fun. Hey, as long as you, were with, <laughs> you were rich in friends and and you know uh, experience when you went there. For sure. Um, but it's just they just I don't know. Like nobody really likes them. I, I like Donovan Mitchell. That's a guy that I like. Um, but none of the other guys like Mike Conley's just a little too old. Gobert is, you know, yes, he's very good defensively, and that's like the hot debate is like well you know he, he gets exposed a lot and he still yeah. is very good defensively but once you bring him out past like 20 22 feet he's kind of like everybody else you know and then that you know you bring any center out past that far they they're not really that good but it just goes to show like he's not some like insane center that can guard that um so i i just don't trust them. they just don't have enough firepower their bench isn't really that good you know, they traded joe ingles and he was a huge part of that so i i, I just don't trust him i, I don't think well, donovich he's been dealing with injuries and stuff too right yeah he's yeah exactly now. like usually it was like Bogdanovich and ingles could be counted on but one's gone and the other one's not healthy and you know i i, I believe that donovan mitchell doesn't even like rudy gobert you know i don't i don't think they're going to be playing together much longer so you know, if if Dallas has Luca, I think Dallas will win. If not, I could see Utah pulling it out for sure, but they'll probably get smoked. I'm gonna take a flyer on Utah to win the West. I'm, I truly Here's, am because like I, that's that's like that's as bad as your pie over cake take. <laughs> well, no, it's not bad. No way you believe that. Not a chance. What what you? I'll go head to head with you. What what you want? <laughs> I said I said a flyer, so I'm like, you know what? It's it's a flyer bet out of all the teams because I just feel I have this feeling like they're due to do something, right? Because like gonna... who in the bright blue <laughs> minds besides us two and Brandon and me? By the way, I did pick Buck Suns last year to be the finals prediction. Yeah. So like, no one believed in the pop in the box at all, and you're, everyone you're was just following like, that prediction up with the with the Jazz coming out of the West. That that's like you talk about like a poor title defense. That's you <laughs> right now with that pick. You know, bro, poor- I heard the same thing last year. So like, I'm not saying I'm gonna pick them. My pick is the Suns, right? I think the Suns. I don't, are I don't, I don't know. I think if we fantastic. rewind the tape, you said the Jazz. That's what but, we heard. But <laughs> but I'm saying like. Finals. I'm going to mail you, you. You said you're taking a flyer on them. I'm going to mail you a flyer when they get eliminated saying the Jazz are now eliminated from the playoffs. Here's your flyer. <laughs> well, the, the flyers, like, I own the flyers right now because the Caps beat them 9 2 last night. And, uh, of course, I've texted every flyers fan that I know, just letting them know. No, hey, sure. Check that score here. Um, but no, I'm just saying, like, as like a little, like, $5 nugget, just like, hey, plus uh, 15. A hundred that the Jazz are going to win the Western Conference Finals because why? Why not? Like you know, but I do think I'm chalky this year. I think it's going to be Bucks Suns again. That's how that's how I'm feeling. And then my Flyers bets are going to be the 76ers to win the East, and then the Jazz to win the East, uh, to win the West. Can I? I don't think it's that. Can you just Venmo me that five dollars so like I can put it to good use? Like and get like a subway sub or something. Look, I should have Venmoed you the twenty dollars last week that I put on John Rom to win the Masters because like oh my goodness oh, gracious, no. but yeah, you can't. Yeah, that was that was probably. I mean, in fairness, he's he was like the favorite, so that's tough. But he, yeah, he was a favorite, be... and he's a putting master, and then he just I forgot how good Sky Scheffler has been this twenty twenty one season, but who cares? Um. Finals predictions, I guess. Let's go right into it. I mean, like, 
I am going chalk. I think it's box suns. Once again, that series was phenomenal last year. I would love to see another thrilling uh, series. I don't know if the NBA community and the NBA fan base wants to see it. Cause like, we're kind of in that school of like, Oh, we're into new things. It's going to be awesome. We're kind of out of that warriors Cavs every single year kind of phase, but I don't know. What do you guys think? It seems like Bucks and Suns are going to be like everyone's uh, go-to pick. I think that's going to be disrupted somehow, some way. But I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go Bucks Suns. Go ahead, Brandon. What you got? I, you know, I always like to like go with like Bengals random, Cardinals. Yeah, some random wild card team. Um, you know, I and I hate I hate to say Bucks Suns, but that's kind of what I believe too. So I'm gonna throw out there. I'm gonna say Grizzly, Grizzlies Heat. I'll go Grizzlies Heat. That that would be an exciting finals. That would be good. You could go uh, Warrior Celtics too. I would love to see that matchup as well. Yeah, I, that, I think that's the most unlikely, but I think it would be the most entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Dang, you you stole you stole my thunder. I was gonna say the Heat to to buck the trend. Um, oh, man. It, it's weird because like the Heat are the one seed, so like it in a way it is chalky to say that the Heat would make the finals. However, they're not getting the treatment or they're not getting viewed as like like everyone's thinking like Milwaukee or Boston's kind of the one seed. Um, dude, Miami's good, dude. I, Miami not... is. They are very good. This is a, this is a Miami team that like is basically other than Kyle Lowry and like Victor Oladipo. This is pretty much the same team, the same core guys that went to the finals two years ago. Like it's not like there's some, you know. And the founding different... father of the Heat, Udonis Haslam. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. But like <laughs> he's they... still there. <laughs> And, and we talked, you know, I talked about like the Bucks winning 51 games or whatever with, you know, their big three not playing more than 67 games. The Heat got the one seed with 53 wins. Jimmy Butler played 57 games. Tyler Hero played 66. Bam played 56. Lowry played 63. Like they, their top four scorers, nobody played more than 66 games and they still got the one seed. So yeah. they're a deep team. They can shoot the ball. They're well coached. You know, I know not everybody loves Jimmy Butler, but I think he's awesome. And I think he, I mean, this is a guy, Jimmy Butler is a guy that put up a 40 some point triple double against that Lakers team that year in the finals. And there was nothing anybody on the Lakers could do about it. Like, he cooked us that one game. And I wasn't even mad. I was just like, damn, like that's incredible. So you and he, Brandon say all the time, if Jimmy Butler was on the 76ers, they would have won a title instead of Ben Simmons choosing over them. Probably, probably, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but they, you know, they got Tyler Hero, who's had a, you know, he's been a stud. I picked him for the record beginning of the year. I predicted he would win Sixth Man of the Year, and at this point, I couldn't even tell you who's in the second place for that award because it's just Tyler Hero, and it doesn't matter. I uh, think there's another guy. Oh who, man, I can't think of his you, name right now. You, you could look up any dude in the league. You combine guys for all I care. You can combine <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. Combine Jordan Clarkson and. I, I don't know. Pick somebody from the Sixers. You know, Niang. Combine two guys together. They're still not. But Niang, you, you really think I'm gonna pick Niang? <laughs> well, you're gonna combine. <laughs> him. You're gonna combine him. Um, you know, Tyler Hero has been like minus 500 to win that award since like December. I felt I, I I don't get a lot of things right. You know, everyone makes their predictions, but I I felt so good about that. Um, but you know, they got Bam, who's so good, he could do so many things. Kyle Tyus Jones goes back. Yeah, um, they got Max Struss. You know, Duncan Robinson's 
Duncan Robinson was real quiet this year, but he can still he can still shoot forty seven percent. So I think Miami's going to come out of the East, and just on principle, because I don't like the Suns, I won't pick them, even though I will not be surprised. But I, I think I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the Warriors, and it all relies on them being healthy, which is a huge if, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it relies game. on you know Clay and and Curry doing their thing, but when Steph, Clay, and Draymond play in the playoffs, I don't think they when they have all started every game of a playoff series. So that's a very specific way to phrase it. When they have all started every game of a playoff series, they haven't lost since like 2014 or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know they they lost in 2019 in the finals, um, but Clay didn't play every game that series because he had the ACL. Um, and then they, you know, they, I think they, they didn't make it last year because they lost in the, the play and stuff, but Clay wasn't there. So when those three play, they win. And, you know, they just need a little bit from their bench and from guys like Andrew Wiggins and, and Kevon Lee and stuff. But they have a great coach. They have one of the 20 best players in history in Steph Curry. So I, I would let, and I, I love, I, I say I don't like the Suns because they're in our division, but I love, the, I have nothing against the Warriors. I love their, their team basketball. is awesome. I yeah, they're the only team in in the Pacific Division that I that I can stand, and I really really enjoy them. So I, I'll go, I'll go Heat, um, Heat, heat Warriors, the Warriors, because then that's like such a fun matchup because you got two great coaches, two very you know just two teams that play so well together. The team chemistry is at like such an all time high for both teams. I think they would just that would be like you know that, that's a toss up at that point. I wouldn't even know who wins. So. And, and, you know, since we're, I'm not going to change my pick. No, I, actually, I don't want Heat Warriors because then LeBron James is going to be tweeting all the damn time, too, about like how, yeah. oh, maybe a reunion in Miami is going to be nice. <laughs> oh, him him wanting to go play with Steph or whatever again. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he can. Steph, yeah. Steph will never go for that. You you give us if the Warriors want that. We'll, I'll take Clay Draymond, uh, a first round pick, and either Jordan Poole or Marcus who said Williams. who said you're trading him? LeBron can easily just walk right on over there. <laughs> he's got one more. Yeah, he's got one more year. He's he's under contract for next year. So I I will I, I would explore that. But they're never going to for a million reasons. But. I will. I'm gonna do. I do a playoff pool with my buddy every year. Where like you fill out the bracket, you know, right before the the playoffs officially start after the playing games, and you you know if you have the best score at the end, you win. So I'll be putting the Heat and the Warriors on on official paper. I'll stick with it. I'll ride it out, uh, and we'll it's we'll see what a happens. Pretty good prediction. It's it's. I think the nice part is like even though like Phoenix could be favored, and you could say Milwaukee, like the East, like you could tell me like Miami, Boston, you know, Milwaukee you know, maybe Philly and maybe Brooklyn. Like there's like five teams that you could at least make the case could come out, you know, whether or not it's I was really- about to say none of us picked Brooklyn even coming out of the first round. Yeah. But like we don't know. Like what if it would have Tatum, you know, and you know, th- there's all the what if of the injuries. Like what if Tatum yeah, rolls true. an ankle in game one and then Kyrie Brooklyn- rolled his ankle last year in the semis. And yeah, yeah. Nets James fans Harden- are like, oh that's because we lost. Oh, well. Yeah, like there's all sorts, you know, the playoffs is crazy. But all fifteen I- Nets fans always bitch at me about that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, come on. Well, and you said it earlier, like we're away from that, like Warriors Cavs four years in a row. And that's really true. Like it's, you know, we could out of the 16 teams that are going to end up being we got more deeper playoffs, teams. Yeah, we could you could really have like the, the possibilities. There's probably, you know, dozens of finals possibilities. So that part's exciting. Yeah. So All just right, as, so just Jordan... as long as the Clippers aren't in it. And I'd really hope for, <laughs> against Phoenix. But as long as the Clippers aren't in it, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy. Yeah, there you go. 
All right, so Jordan's going with Warriors, um, Heat. I'm going with Hawks, Pelicans, and Brandon's going with what? Oh, um, Heat Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah, you Grizzlies. you said Hawks, Pelicans. I was wondering what are you two? Would yeah, I was I was that. trying to process that while also thinking what Brandon's pick was. Yeah, you know what? I forgot my pick for. I got. I forgot my pick for a second. I got so carried away with Warriors Celtics. I thought I picked <laughs> Warriors Heat. <laughs> Hawks Pelicans. Why not? I mean, no. Take on, your fly, take your flyer, Utah. Yeah. Yeah. What about Utah, Wes? Where's Where's that prediction? Dude, the Pelicans. Zion's gonna come back in the second round. Brandon Ingram's gonna go off. CJ McCollum is gonna be a dime piece for them. I mean. The Pelicans team is unbelievable. I mean, come on. Well, okay. If you're gonna say, if you're gonna, say, if you're gonna say the Pelicans are gonna make it, uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, what about Hornets. six man of the? What about six man of the year for uh, Kevin Love? Hornets. Hornets are gonna play the uh, Spurs. Well, the Hornets need a. They need a thirty pointer well, somehow, some way with two well, minutes Spurs left. already lost. So, no, nah, the Hornets lost. Spurs have yet to play. I thought that game. Oh, I thought that game already happened. No, you're good. The the, the plans. Uh, yeah, who cares about them right now? Jeez. But yeah, Hawks and Pelicans. Like that would be probably the second best uh, match. I wonder what the flyer for that exact bet is for the finals. I wonder how much that. You get over the Fanduel. You let me know. I won't take <laughs> yeah, it. Though. I would. I'll put one dollar on it. I, it's a dollar. Why not? Or maybe a nickel. Let's see what a nickel probably pays me like three hundred dollars. Well, there you go. Get that deposited. If those two teams though end up beating uh the number one seeds in the first round, though, I'm gonna be super like, hey, I told you guys this would be a possibility. <laughs> you can hear you can hear Brandon's uh child is not happy with that pick. That's no, nah, he's probably talking about yeah. cake and pie. No, no, you upset him with that pick. He didn't like that. <laughs> All right, so I'm going chalk. I'm going Suns, Bucks. Uh, Jordan's going Warriors, Celtics, and Brandon's going with uh, Grizzlies and Heat. Warriors, Heat. What, did I say Warriors, Heat? You no, know, you you said I said Warriors, Celtics, but Warriors. I got. Oh Warriors. yeah, yeah, Warriors, Heat. Yeah, that's it. So okay. two Heats, one uh, Bucks guy here, and then we got Grizzlies, Warriors, and um, the Suns. So like a good mixture of picks around here. Pretty good. Feel yeah. like the heater keeps be, it interesting. Uh, keeps it interesting. Yeah, keeps it interesting. We're always interesting on these NBA playoffs things. Like the NBA is just a crapshoot anyway, regardless, right? So, all right, yeah. So, um, hit me up for those pie and cake takes. I am a pie guy. Pie is so much better than cake. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, what's the square? What's the square root of pie, Wes? I can't tell you, <laughs> Dude, bro. I can't even do like. Over unders, I can't even bet over unders because I'm so bad at math now. I used to not be this bad at math, but like I'm looking at like scores now, and I'm just like, wait, is that gonna hit the over? Is that gonna hit the under? Especially in basketball, my mind gets fried. If it's not, if it's not like weight rooms, or if I'm calculating field goals or touchdowns, math numbers, I I just like lose my shit. So, all right, boys, anything else? No, it's just hope for hope for a fun playoffs, and you know, as always, hope for no injuries because that's that's always the crappy part when injuries take away. Yeah, so I feel like we're gonna get healthy. one of those. 
unfortunately. I feel like we're going to get one of those with like a big name guy. Yeah. So we'll just hope, hopefully, well, it's, don't, it's possible. Don't forget the important part place your bets with Wes's prediction, uh, Hawks Pelicans, before it's too late. Um, could be a really, really, really nice payout, and you'd probably be able to retire from your job from that payout. Yeah, forget about crypto. I made all my money off of uh, Hawks Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling with like all the like 401 guys or whatever. It's just like, oh, how'd you make it big? Oh, I just hit a big bet on like Hawks and Pelicans to be the finals. And you know, you have the West going around like, giving hey. West going around giving motivational speeches to colleges now. Yeah, I'm ended up making my own like space uh, navigation system to where I go to the moon, like uh, Elon and all those other boys. Yeah, you're starting out with Elon now. Well, I, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? So, all right, that's going to do it for our Bench Bros uh, NBA Finals prediction podcast, preview podcast, whatever we're going to call this thing. I'll figure it out in post. But, uh, Thanks for the call and let us know what your uh, opinions are, what your predictions are for the NBA finals. Uh, but whoever's going to make it, are we going to get a repeat of last year's NBA finals? Are we going to get something different? Is John Morant going to take this finals and take it to the moon? Is it going to be someone else? Are the 76ers going to do it? Are the Nets going to do it? Let us know what your thoughts are down below or uh, anywhere where you can get your podcast and comment on them. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and SoundCloud and other uh, great distribution distributions uh audio mixes for podcast everywhere and go follow us on uh twitter facebook and uh instagram at bench bro sports so check those out all right cool i gotta eat my pie now <laughs> enjoy how oh, cool I'm gonna go eat a piece of wedding cake. pie yeah <laughs> right cake here's a here's the thing is is carrot cake one of those things you guys hate or love is carrot cake. One of those things. It's like candy corn. You either love it or hate it. Or am I just like making that up? I can honestly say I don't like it. Um, just because I don't like cream cheese. So I don't like the icing, but huh. that's just my bias. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I don't, I'm never like, yo, I, I want a piece of carrot cake, but I, I do like cream cheese icing and cream cheese in general. So I'll, I'll at least try it, but I, uh, for, if it's gonna be a it's gonna for be a, Easter's a, sake, this Sunday, yeah. you know. Oh please, Easter's not even on my top five list of holidays. I'm not concerned about. Neither it is for me, but somehow, some way, it's always like sunny and beautiful on Easter Sunday. Always. You're, well, you're supposed to wear your Easter best. You have to wear your best clothes, so it's not gonna rain. Yeah. Well, True. yeah, I'm talking to two Florida guys now, and I'm the only like New Yorker up here. Oh, well, then you're lucky you're getting a sunny day then. Oh, man. It, dude, it was 70 today. It was nice and breezy. I ran across the bridge and back. It was, it was phenomenal. All right. So, well, Charlotte's out, so who cares about them anymore? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Plus five and a half did not turn out the way. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. pals. Yes. Although LaMelo's trying to make it under plus 29. They kept trying to score the last couple of seconds, yeah. but... So Jordan, so like my thing, my shtick at work is that I am not the baseball guy. I'm like the baseball hater. Well, I'm I'm mostly a trolls guy with with anyone. Like I'll troll anybody, but I troll everybody at the office with like the because I'm surrounded by a bunch of baseball guys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be the troll that hates on baseball. So I had to find a team like of rooting interest. Like I'm a casual Yankees fan. We're all Yankees fans here. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bet 
a hundred bucks on the, the Tigers to hit their over in 77 and a half wins this year. Did you really How you feel in Tigers? Yes. <laughs> they got Baez, didn't they? They got Baez. They got Miggy still there. I feel like they got another guy too. They have that young prospect kid that like made the team. He like their first overall mm-hmm. pick a couple years ago. But 77 half wins. I feel like that's a strong bet, right? I mean, I don't think that I, I have admittedly been dying from baseball. Just like I just have less and less interest every year just because of the I do, too. But I feel like I was like, I got I got a roof for something this year. If I'm going to be cutting baseball games in freaking June and July. What you need so, to uh... do, what you need to do is just <laughs> take take the Phillies run total over every game because it's probably going to hit more often than not. Well, I've been doing that. And then I've also been betting against the, uh, the Pittsburgh pirates as well. I didn't bet against them today though. So I, I missed a, I missed a lost. So I'm good there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They got, I thought they got smoked, but it just seems like they're going to be able to put up runs kind of whatever, right. Whatever they want. (laughs) That's, that's our baseball talk for probably the rest of the year. Dude, I'm lucky if I know I'm lucky if I know 20 guys in baseball right now. That's how much I work. I work in sports. I can barely name 20 guys in baseball. (laughs) All right, that's Jordan. That's Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next time at the Petro Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. Go place those uh, Utah Jazz to win the West Conference bets and Hawks Pelicans too in the finals. So, all right, that's the show. We're out of here.